Welcome to The Real Look. I'm Bruce Hardy. And I'm Chase Williams. I'm so excited to introduce this episode's Northern Lights guest, Luke Brown, with Keller Williams Coeur d'Alene in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Luke has been rocking the real estate industry for 12 years, serving clients in Idaho and eastern Washington. He spent the first seven years of his career with Coldwell Banker, developing Team Brown Realty without access to a model. Making the switch to Keller Williams opened doors for Luke to further develop his team, set goals, and gave him the focus he needed to achieve a higher level of success. In 2022, Luke's team closed 89 units with 58 million in volume. Please enjoy this conversation with Luke Brown. Well, g'day, Luke. Welcome to The Real Look. Where does today's podcast find you? I'm in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Gosh, it's a beautiful time of year there too, isn't it? Give us a little bit of your background prior to getting into real estate. What did you do? Prior to real estate, I was a territory sales representative for a company called Nutraceutical. So I covered all of the Northwest and I was with Nutraceutical for 10 years. Okay. And so what does Nutraceutical do? So they're a manufacturer and distributor of natural products, supplements, vitamins, and I called on health food stores such as like Pilgrim's Market, Super Supplements, those kind of places. Okay, great. What was the impetus that caused you to make the decision to switch careers and step into real estate? Honestly, my wife was a bookkeeper at Lakeshore Realty here in Coeur d'Alene for seven years prior to me getting into real estate. I started real estate in 2011, so I, I watched the recession through her experience at Lakeshore Realty. During that time, they took away my bonuses, my commissions, and I was virtually just on salary. I'm the kind of person that's very competitive and very driven, and I like to be number one. I like to win, and so it was kind of tough making the same amount of money no matter where you ranked. So Georgie came along and she's like, why don't you get your real estate license? I'm starting to see signs of things coming back. And why don't you sell a couple homes and we can go on vacation? That's how it started. It's kind of funny because I tell people you need to be a full-time agent, but I actually didn't quit that job for the first five years of real estate. Okay. So what was that like being part-time and how did you get your feet under you in the industry? Well, it was helpful because with Nutraceutical, my accounts were accustomed to me. I, I managed them very well and had good relationships with them. So I was able to pretty much be full-time in real estate and have that other career going. It was hard to manage. Georgie was begging me to quit the other job, but I kept thinking we're going to hit, hit a downturn at some point, And we kind of haven't ever done that until now. What was it, Luke, that finally made up your mind to give that other career up and just focus on real estate? Because that's quite a long time to be doing both, right? Well, I just trusted the process. When I moved over to Keller Williams, it was kind of the same thing. I really didn't necessarily know. I mean, once you make a mindset change, like when I left Coldwell Banker, I didn't really believe that my real estate was about me. I thought it was about the brokerage per se. And, and there are definitely some aspects that I attribute to a brokerage. I mean, our business doubled the year we left Coldwell Banker. Essentially, the same thing happened when I left the other career. Just letting go, trusting the process, giving it to God. What do you attribute that doubling to? I mean, like you said, it's not about the brand. I think it was more my identity because when I was with Coldwell Banker, I was heavily in the new construction I really believed, okay, I can't leave this builder behind. I don't know what's going to happen. So it was really about, okay, just jump in. What am I really about? What is my identity in real estate? How would you define that, Luke? 
I know that relationships are really important to you. Matter of fact, you mentioned the strength of the relationships you had even in your previous career. Like when you think about your identity in real estate, how do you define that? Very relational. I think that's the key. And when I graduated from college, I was on student staff with Young Life Christian Organization. One of their mission statements, their guidelines is winning the right to be heard. I approach real estate that way as a ministry. And so that previous career, I was very relational with those people. But Keller Williams really taught me to really discover who I was in those relationships rather than relying on one area of real estate. The funny thing is when I was so afraid, there was that fear factor of leaving. I was representing Monarch Custom Homes here in North Idaho. And so I was leaving them behind in a subdivision on the way, those kind of things. So I left that behind when I went to Keller Williams. Not even six months later, they called me and said, would you represent us in Rimrock Meadows in a different subdivision? It was pretty incredible in trusting and making that move, what came to pass. When you actually first made the move, did you transition from new construction into resale? Is that what happened for you or... Yeah, my business was not all new construction, but a lot of our leads came from sitting at model homes and things like that. I do love new construction, and it was it was kind of hard to leave that just because I, I enjoyed it so much. But for a while, I mean, it was just really figuring out where our leads would come from. And even with still participating in things like Zillow, I'm recognizing that you come to understand like your database actually supplies most of your business. So I'm still learning. I'm still learning to let go. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> well, we, yeah, isn't that the truth? Well, if we fast forward to today, I mean, last year, what, you closed 89 units for about $58 million? Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. That's an impressive business. So what do you do? Where do all those leads come from now? What's your primary lead generation sources in order to generate that sort of business? Primarily referrals, database referrals, sphere referrals. We still participate in Zello, but that's become a smaller percentage. So what do you do to ensure that you're getting those leads out of your database? We try to adapt to the 36 Touch program. We do client events. We still, even through the pandemic, tried to maintain some kind of connection to those people, creative ways to stay in touch with those people and nurture those relationships. So Luke, at what point in your journey in real estate did you decide to go down the pathway of building a team beyond just, you know, a solopreneur, if you want to think of it that way? When did you do that and why? The only reason I ever adopted the team mindset was because we couldn't be in three places at once. Team Brown, I didn't even come up with that name. They started calling us, Georgie and I, when we were at Coldwell Banker, they started calling us Team Brown for awards and things like that. So we just kind of went with it. I realized that I needed somebody to help me with buyers and we brought on a buyer's agent. It was weird being at a brokerage that really didn't have any model for a team. So brought on a transaction coordinator, but it most certainly was not according to the MREA. So it just kind of morphed together. And then when we made the move, I think it was 2015. I'm trying to remember when we moved over to Keller Williams. I finally read the MREA and, and started figuring out that I was growing very wide and not deep. So it was really good to see. Did you restructure your team after you sort of became educated on the model or, or not? I've tried. The one thing that has been a struggle is having great admin. 
I've never really had an operations person and a great transaction coordinator all at the same time. And I finally feel like I have that. So I'm very happy and I feel like we've got that stake in the ground and we can grow from there. And we've had a pretty good year so far. So I want to take you back to this quote that you had learned in Young Life, winning the right to be heard and the importance of what that means for relationships. What do you do to win the right to be heard? from your clients or those on your team that you serve or anyone else? Like, what does that look like practically? It just means that when you come into any sort of a conversation or interaction with a lead, or even if you run into them in a store, you're not going to start just blah out of the mouth. I mean, like you really have to get to know them, their needs and why they're even looking for a home, why they need to move. You've got to know their why. That's really how I've trained my people that you're not going to just step into a car tomorrow. And and you might, you might have somebody call you up and say, I want to go buy a house, but that's going to be rare. You got to get to know them and you got to win that respect, especially nowadays. There's a lack of trust. There's barriers out there. We have to break through. Yeah, I love that. And it's very different than what maybe some people have experienced in the industry or think will work. You know, getting to know the client, what their needs are, Mm. their wants, their dreams is actually a bunch of question asking and listening versus telling them all you know and what they should do, right? That's great advice for a lot of areas of life, by the way. There's definitely the personalities that they do this just because they want to talk about themselves. And this is not the career for that. (laughs) Now a brief word from our sponsors. Stick around. Add a renovation solution to your business with Keller Offers Ready to Sell. Through this program, you can help prepare a client's house for the market with renovation, all while avoiding any upfront costs. This could be replacing the old dirty carpet with updated flooring or even just a fresh coat of paint. There are both credit-based and equity-based options available for homeowners, and the renovation cost is repaid with the proceeds of the home sale. Especially in a shifting market, it's important to stand out and have options. Get ready to sell certified for free and add this additional tool to your tool belt by visiting app.kelleroffers.com. Tell us something we don't know about your business. What are you doing that is working really well in this market? I think it's just really digging in the relational piece. For me, I've jumped further into the business, back into the business, because it does take experience to really break through some of the confusion. I had a lender earlier in the year tell me it was like a perfect statement. They say, we're not in a housing crisis, we're in an information crisis. And I think that's very correct. And so just wading through all the misinformation is something that has been a big thing to conquer this year. Tell us more about the current environment, Luke. Like, how are you experiencing it? And what are you doing to fight back against it, if you will? You mentioned clearing away some of the confusion. How are you leading those that work with you on your team through understanding how to win in this new market? That's a good question. I think every situation is different and you have to take each situation differently. I mean, it's not, there's no blanket statement. I mean, there's a lot of great training I've had over the years and you have to morph it to each different situation. I mean, you have to figure out like, I mean, talking about co-signers, talking about buy downs. The other thing is just to not assume. 
No assuming. I, I've learned that term. I've been telling myself that a lot this year because a lot of people are assuming that somebody's going to have a problem with the rate when there are people that don't. It feels a little bit like sellers are somewhat rate locked and buyers are sort of hiding under a rock, right? Waiting for prices either to come down or interest rates to come down. And neither of those things are happening. What are you doing to get people motivated to actually transact right now? I think it's, why are you waiting? The cost of waiting. We've got a couple of lender partnerships that we have got some diagrams and we get those updated regularly so we can show a person the cost of waiting. And I mean, if you're going to pay this kind of rent, I mean, our rents are at least as much as what a mortgage would be. If we can get you into a home, let's try. Let's at least dig in and get you there. And if it doesn't work right now, then we're going to be there when it does. That's a perfect example of what you were talking about before, right? Like asking a great question. Mm -hmm. Why are you waiting? Rather than assuming you don't like the rate or assuming any of the other reasons, having the expertise and the education to know, okay, based on your answer, then here's what I can share with you, show you, you know, that might be influential Mm -hmm. for your decision making. That's a very different process than telling people why they should do something. So that's a perfect example. Luke, what have been some of the biggest lessons you've learned in succeeding through others, right? You've got a team now, you've got others that you lead around you on Team Brown. Like, What have been some of those leadership lessons that you've learned along the way in building that business? I think it's just neat to be able to reinvent yourself through others and just learn different ways. I mean, I'm not too proud to learn different ways, different approaches and... (laughs) I feel like things are rapidly changing in the world. And if I don't pay attention to the younger agents and their generation, you've got to be able to adjust and learn constantly to continue to succeed. You guys specialize primarily in residential sales, but also you've got to focus on investment. Is that accurate? We work with a number of investors. We do some commercial as well, but we primarily do residential and investment. How do you position yourself to be the go-to for investors? What do you do? Well, we've got a lot of great testimonials from investors. One of the approaches we take is we get a fair amount of leads from investors. There's plenty of people out there that want to work with any agent that'll bring them a property. And from the beginning, we tell them that we will work with them, but it needs to be a mutual relationship. We're either in or out. Time is valuable. We don't allow an investor. I mean, they might in the background be working with other agents that we don't know about, but we do ask for that commitment straight up and let them know that we're going to be working hard for them and be committed to them. They need to do the same thing. And a lot of them just, they respect that. So how did you build your chops in investment? Are you an investor yourself? I do. I've got a few investment properties. Yeah. And it's different though. I mean, now, now the rates are higher. And so it's really hard to use your testimonial with these investors. So every market has an opportunity. We're still winning out there. Yeah. I love that. When you think about how far you've come in the business and now the team around you, and you mentioned kind of these market conditions, diving back in and grabbing hold of what needs to happen. What are you most excited about for the future of your journey in real estate? What gets you the most excited? 
I just think that we've gotten to a point where we've got a sustainable business. We're getting to work with future generations of our database. And that that's exciting to me. I've got a 22-year-old and a 20-year-old myself. And I do have one son that does all of our real estate photography now. He was going to join the team, but he's also in ministry. And I told him, I need you to focus on one area. So he does our social media photography, all that kind of stuff. But I do have a son that'll be graduating college in a couple of years, and hopefully he'll join the team. I've got Chris Nicholson on my team and his son, Evan, joined our team this year. So we've got a great family atmosphere going here. And that's what I'm, I think, most excited for is to continue to work with these families, the next generation of database. I love that. You're building a legacy without a doubt. So, Luke, I like to ask this question, and that is, based on what you know today, if you were to go back and talk to your younger self getting into real estate, what advice would you give? I wish I would have done it earlier. Yeah, that's a great, great career to have. I think I would have set some good boundaries time-wise for my family. It can envelop you. It can consume you. And so I wish I would have done that a little bit. But my younger self, I wish I would have done this earlier, just because it's such a neat thing to be able to, to work with people. That's outstanding. Well, that's great advice, by the way. I just want to say thank you for this time. I mean, this has been awesome. You've shared some real nuggets. And I want to say to our listeners, if you have any referrals for the Greater Coeur d'Alene and East Washington, right? You serve mm -hmm. both sides of the border. Look no further than Luke Brown and Team Brown. We'll have uh, Luke's contact info in the show notes. Again, Luke, this has been a pleasure and I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Hang tight. We'll be right back. With Keller's successful career opportunities in real estate, also known as K-Score, we now live in a world where education is affordable, accessible, and students don't have to worry about financial constraints or the confinement of a physical classroom. K-Score is the first of its kind as a national, fully digital real estate training program. Keller Williams teamed up with Kaplan Real Estate Education to offer state-approved pre-licensing curriculum for aspiring real estate agents and continued real estate education credits for existing agents. Find out what K-Score offerings are available in your state by visiting kwnwr.com slash K-Score and jumpstart your real estate career today. Well, Chase, that was pretty awesome. What were some of your takeaways? Well, a couple, Bruce. One of the biggest was, you know, Luke had a pretty successful career while he was a dual career agent is what I would call it. I, I wouldn't call it part time. And I was surprised to learn that he was doing really two careers for five years before he finally let go and got kind of past the fear of trusting the process. Right. And then, of course, his business doubled when he did. His business doubled again when he, you know, changed brokerages and came to Keller Williams, which is often the case. And I love that he kind of defines his identity inside of real estate around relationship. My guess is that that defines Luke in every area of life, right? Just how important relationships are and how he goes about developing them is actually pretty intentional, right? This idea of winning the right to be heard and getting to know someone's why, asking big, important questions before you offer expertise, give advice, et cetera. And I think there's a lot of listeners that would do well to hear that. 
and implement that. And we all should to whatever degree in every area of life. Yeah, well, actually, I was thinking about that just in my own relationship with my wife. You know? <laughs> I realized it's, it's taken me 32 years to realize that, yeah, I can't go in and tell and sell. I've got to be more consultative and earn the right <laughs> to, to be heard. So, no, I, I think that that is really, really powerful advice. And again, what you see, Luke was able to overcome fear, right? The fear of change. When your business is built and hanging by the decisions of others, right, whether it be a builder or whether it be Zillow, and your success or lack thereof is going to be based on what somebody else does, the thought of leaving that has got to be a little little terrifying. And yet, as he said, if you trust the process, I think the key here is, is what I'd love our listeners to take from that is people have lived before you. You know, whatever it is you want to accomplish, somebody has already done it. It's not like you need to go and reinvent the wheel. You just need to go and model it, model that behavior. Yeah. And Luke described that when he talked about team building, right? Like, yeah, I asked him why he did that. And he gave a really great answer. In essence, the business required it. They couldn't be in three places at once. So they needed to leverage through people. And yet he was at a brokerage at the time that didn't have any models for that. So he was reinventing the wheel because it didn't seem like there was another option. And then he came to find the MREA, Millionaire Real Estate Agent in Keller Williams. And he talked about the value of realizing, oh gosh, there's a model for doing what I'm already doing, right? And not because I was chasing it down, but my business required it. And now I can pursue something that has some proven systems and guardrails on how to do it. One of the things that I appreciate about Luke and him sharing is that you can never lose your willingness to change or pivot or adjust. And that is a key factor in a lot of the successful agents we talk to, right, Bruce? Like whether it's a pandemic or a market shift or an event that happened in life that may be negative or positive, they're always able to kind of continue to be successful by removing pride or this idea that this is how we used to do it and not really shine through with Luke and his kind of excitement actually around the next generation of realtor, the next generation in his database and pivoting in order to take well care of those people, just like he's been taking well care of a different generation, right? I I really appreciated that part. And I think you said something really key there, Chase, and the word is willingness, right? You've got to be willing to. Now, being willing to doesn't mean that you will have to change, but if you're not willing to, guarantee you're going to be stuck. Right. But if you've got that willingness, and I, I, I think that that's a great point. You can see that he is willing to adapt. And that's a key piece. I just love when I asked that question, right? What would your advice be to your younger self? And, and the number of people said, I just wish I'd done it younger. Right. You can tell Luke has a passion for the industry and the business. I mean, it's a great business where you can go and, and really build something of significance. So I thought that was really neat. Not only that, Bruce, but. One of the best ways you could tell if someone truly believes that this is an incredible career worth having is if they're bringing their children in to do it with them and in the future, right? If maybe it sucks, but it makes you a lot of money and you want your kids to do something that's better, you might coach them away from it. But here's Luke excited about his children and some of the children of other agents on his team coming into the business with them. So yeah, you can tell that that's just not an off-the-cuff kind of piece of advice that's genuine to what he believes is a great career in real estate, and I couldn't agree more. 
Next week's Northern Lights guest is Krista Hopkins with Keller Williams Columbia Basin in Kennewick, Washington. We'll see you next week on The Real Look. This podcast is produced by Marissa Frost. Visit kwnwr.com to access the show notes from today's episode. Head over to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe to The Real Look. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with a breakdown of all things real estate.